What's the deal with summer colds? It's summer. It's hot out. How do you get a cold? Someone please kill me. Ah, uh, Jesus. Uh, this is Adam Pecora, and this is uh, Requiem for a Tuesday. Thanks for tuning in. Your boy is playing Hurt right now. Uh, you know, took a week off before the Barbenheimer episode last week, so I just got to power through, get this going for everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I know this is a really noble and brave performance by me. Um, so, you know, leave some comments, reviews, gas your boy up. Uh, you know, yeah, rate, review, subscribe, Apple, Spotify, you name it, we're on it. Linked in the description below. You can follow me on Instagram at adam.rfat. That's R-F-A-T. Merch is at rfat.bigcartel.com. You can find links to the music and stuff with all those other links below. Check out all the goodies. Linktree slash rfat is your main hub for all the fun. Uh, boy. So we're going to keep it pretty light, short this week. I don't... Uh, I feel terrible. It's never going to go away. That's how it always feels. What am I supposed to do? Sweat it out? It's a 90 degrees. It was 100 degrees last week. And your boy caught a bug. This is what happens when you date the Jews, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Their weakened immune symptoms have compromised me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Shout out to the Jews. Uh, boy, what was I going to talk about? Okay, so this morning, right? Like, you know what I need? A little vitamin C for vitamin me. Get a nice thing of orange juice. It's just a simply orange juice. Didn't quite get me there. You know what I mean? Didn't, didn't do what I needed it to do. And then I also had to buy a coffee. And I thought to myself... Why have we not upgraded orange juice yet? You know what I mean? Like, there's Guyaki, orange exuberance, yerba mate, a delicious beverage. Do not get me wrong. It's my number two yerba mate to enlightenment. Never forget. Will never be relinquished. Full-time shout-out. Uh, so other than that, which is more of a, like, orange drink than it is orange juice, if you know what I'm saying. It's got more high C vibes. But, you know, there's, just, like, Red Bull got a bunch of caffeine in it. You know what I'm saying? So point. my point is, why is there not just orange juice plus caffeine? I don't want carbonation. I don't want anything else. And I, I don't know how you just add caffeine to something. That doesn't make any sense to me. But I'm not a scientist, nor am I a beverage inventor outside of concept. I'm more of the Killian Murphy to the Josh Hartnett. If we're talking in Oppenheimer terms, I'm theoretical. You know, I don't produce things a la canned water. I invented that. 
in theory, but not in practice. So right now, I'm giving somebody the opportunity, to, you know, 10 to 15 years from now, there will be the liquid death of caffeinated orange juice that will prove me right. Um, or if this exists, somebody just be like, hey, dumb, dumbass, you know, come, come get it. It's right here. Um, but I mean, come on, the perfect morning. That's why I always say my ideal breakfast would be three beverages, coffee, orange juice, water, possibly four, throw a chocolate milk in there. Um, Stan's Donuts has already invented the chocolate milk with coffee, should be espresso, but that's fine. Either way, it's there. Uh, I've had an Americola before, which is espresso and Mexican Coke in ice delicious can we just get oj with caffeine please somebody make some calls you know and you know if there's a way for a local place that's making fresh squeeze to do it especially let me know because that's the most ideal it's pretty hard for me to drink mass produced orange juice it just doesn't work you know we need the fresh squeezed um I don't know. Maybe I should just start buying caffeine pills, grinding them up, smashing them down, you know. Put that powder in my juice. Oh, man. Well, you know, we're in August now, which, again, you know, doesn't do well. I'm going to have a cold until October now, probably. Uh, it's just been brutal, you know. Especially trying to do this show, but in general, you know, just trying to live my life, trying to enjoy some entertainment. The summer is the worst. Uh, August is the most egregious of them all because, you know, we're just gearing up for all the stuff that's going to come out in fall. So we're really in the dead of it. Um, I mean, August is like. OK, it's Christmas Eve, right? You did all whatever your family festivities are for the day. You're nine years old. It's 8.30 p.m. You got little jammies on. And it's trying to go to sleep knowing that you've got boxes of wonder right there at your fingertips. That 364 days have finally gone by. And you got the last 12 hours to go. And, you know, you just can't sleep. The, the the anxiety within your body, the adrenaline within your body. It's like you just killed a boar with your bare hands. You know what I mean? That's what August is like for a full month waiting for football to start. Every couple hours, I'm checking for training camp updates, and there's nothing. Because why would there be, you know? The only updates would be an injury. Still waiting for the Yannick Ngakwe, Justin Houston signings. I want both now. Used to want none. The hype is too big. We're not going to do that right now. So don't worry. But that's how I feel. I'm a kid before Christmas Eve on a loop. If that makes any sense. Um, last night I watched Two Distant Strangers finally for the first time. I didn't realize that that was on Netflix. 
It's an excellent short film, a very creative concept in which a black man keeps living in a loop in which he is always killed by a cop. Uh, I feel like this could have been expanded into a full length. I didn't really like the way it ended, but overall the concept was great and it was well done and it was an excellent little short film. Uh, I would recommend everybody go check that out. You know, you got Netflix, I'm sure you do. Um, it's a short film. So my the thing that I'm going to say is going to sound stupid, but it left more to be desired. It felt like they could have explored the story more and went deeper with it, but for a short film, it accomplishes everything you need to accomplish. But it almost seems like it was one of those hey, we made this to get the full movie made, you know, a la Bottle Rocket or Heart 8 or whatever. It's like a, it felt like a precursor proof of concept type thing. Basically, I don't know. I'm not going to spo- spoil how it goes, but, you know, just the way in Groundhog Day, he just got more and more creative with the like him, the character. Got more creative with the format he was stuck in. Um, there could have just been a little more of that. There's a little bit, little bit montagey for me, but you know you got to work within the framework of what you got. And it did win an Oscar for best short film, so they want. You know what I mean? It all worked out to the way everybody wanted from the perspective of who made it, but just how I felt a little bit about that. Uh, I feel like they wanted the cop to be Bill Burr real bad, and they got. Guy like Bill Burr. But also, if it was Bill Burr, it would have took me out of it a little bit, I think. Would have been hard to be like, oh, you know, we just going to ignore this. Um, stars Joey Badass, though, as the main character. Had no idea the guy could act. Why would I have that idea? I don't know. But he was excellent. Um natural as hell i i would say actually i feel like uh i don't know if he has been since or before or after whatever keep acting joey that's all i gotta say uh thoroughly enjoyed the performance so shout out to joey badass and all that i also wanted to Look, I guess I got a few things that are connected here. I'll try to string them together as efficiently as possible. Um, I guess I just want the proper way to do this. As to not ruffle any feathers out there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not good at this type of stuff. So whatever. We'll just say rest in peace up front to... Angus Cloud, young actor. He's in the show Euphoria. Haven't watched it as documented. Um, But that's very sad. Heard the news today. And the weird, like, this is what's weird about the fact that I didn't know who he was really or haven't watched the show. Um, Last night, for I watched a movie called North Hollywood, which I... Discovered for the first time, it was uh, produced and released by Illegal Civilization. Great, you know, just a skateboarding company doing cool stuff. Uh, 
So it's very sad to learn that that happened right after I found out who he was. I thought he was great in the movie. He very much stood out in the movie, which made sense being that uh, a lot of the main people in the movie were skateboarders, as they should have been, you know. Um, A movie about skateboarding really only can star skateboarders unless it happens to be a weird scenario where there's an actor who, you know, has a background in that. Very rarely is that the case. Um. Like, you know, if they wanted to make a J- a movie about a dad skateboarding, you know, you hire Jason Lee, whatever, all that works out just great. But, um, yeah, he stood out in the film, and it's, you know, you know, it's just sad to learn when somebody died that you're aware of is really the only thing that I have to say. So that is sad, uh, but we will talk about the movie now. Um, for an independently made movie made by, you know, people who should, would not traditionally be making feature films, I was incredibly impressed. You know, there's some little stuff here and there where it's just kind of off kilter, a little weird. Um, they kind of play music over scenes, maybe even a little bit too loud, but then the transition to the next scene works really well while the music keeps going. Uh, it's just a little skate video-y thing that maybe it's like, hey, you know, kind of just let the the dialogue breathe. Not that it's magnificent. Um, great performance by Vince Vaughn as the main character's dad. Uh, Miranda Cosgrove, shout out, as his girlfriend. And then uh, pretty much the rest of the movie's unrecognizable people outside of Angus, whom I just mentioned. Uh... And yeah, you know, a little bit of disjointed stuff where, you know, I don't know, just kind of complicated scenes where like somebody says one thing and then the response doesn't really make sense. And then we just cut and it's kind of like, well, was that supposed to be up to my interpretation or did you guys just flub the screenwriting? Whatever. I don't really know. There's some moments like that where you don't really know somebody's motivation and what they're really meaning. All that type of jazz, but I think what it's really trying to convey is just what this, you know, what this area is like, and overall, what it's like to be the kid in the skate crew who makes it, or is just more dedicated and sees something that other people do not see, Uh, especially is the case with the dad, you know, the classic, you know, this ain't a job, when I was a kid, we had to work, you know? And the kid's just like, you don't understand. Like, I literally could go pro. You can't be no pro at that. And it's like, you literally could. You know, and it's just nonsense. Uh, so that was the type of vibe that was in the movie. Uh, and it's based on, you know, the guy who wrote the movie, uh, his real experience in trying to go pro you know the things that he had to deal with having to tell your friends like yo you can't be fucking around like i'm we're i'm serious you know uh long story short thoroughly entertaining movie uh i enjoyed it quite a bit i loved the aesthetic of it i'm very happy that like this is what i would try to do is my thing um If y'all would just buy some fucking merch, uh, scale that up a hundred times over, and I would eventually be trying to make my own movie. I'm very certain of it. So, I just love when other people live out the dream. 
you know? Uh, Knock was in this. Tyshawn was in this. Jason Dill pops up as a priest in here. Just, you know, a lot of great parts by a lot of great guys. Uh, Good skating stuff in here. And, you know, a solid movie. A $1.99 rental on YouTube. How could you pass that up? Uh, Came out in 2021. Sad that I just heard about it now, frankly. I really thoroughly enjoyed it. That's a hot wreck for y'all. Uh, when I wanted to, when I said I wanted to connect these all together, my other reference point would be mid-90s, a much more mainstream skate film, written and directed, was it written by, I don't really know, I think so, fucking Jonah Hill, and he went on this press tour, and I'm still mad about it, going around telling everybody about how skateboarding was the biggest part of his childhood, and we never heard about it before or since, about his great love for skateboarding. Uh, I'm still open to being like, look, I don't know for sure. How can I literally can't know for sure? So maybe all of that was true. Um, I also haven't watched the movie, tried to see it once. I was pretty drunk, but I got bored and fell asleep, but it made me angry. The parts that I saw, all I'm saying is odds are Husky boy wasn't skateboarding and you know, he just isn't an auteur. I think the whole thing was he thought he was going to right away put the glasses on, wear all black, and be taken very seriously as like a mainstream auteur artist, writer, director. Whereas instead, he just made like a, a solid movie for a movie directed by an actor. And that's it. And where has all of that energy been since? It hasn't. Now he's trying to claim surfing as his thing. Look. I don't care what the guy needs to be happy. The point is, just don't be a fucking poser, man. I just hate posers. And look, I'm also bringing this up because we all know what hot water Jonah Hill got into with his little messages. Now, this is what I have to say about that. She sucks for posting them. He sucks for sending them to her. But, well, no. Not but. He sucks for sending them to her first. And more so than her sucking for posting them. He's a little bitch. He's also insecure. Insecure is really what I mean. But he's a little bitch. Um, Listen. I got a big old belly. I'm also like, why wouldn't you rather not be with a big old fat guy? People don't think that way. It's just insecurities. If somebody, never mind, we don't need to go down that whole rabbit hole. But either way, (laughs) we don't need to get into what I'm thinking about. That's not a good idea. My point is just, like, obviously it's not right to be like, you can't fucking do anything. You're hurting me, don't you get it? Like, we all know everything that everybody has said about it has pretty much been correct. Um, But... What about that is chill to share? Because all that does is create this exact conundrum, right? Because you watch him be a fucking tweak asshole. 
to this chick and you're supposed to be you can't be like well what about him i feel bad for him because it's designed for you to not be on his side do you know what i'm saying like because he was being such a fuckhead you have to be like well fuck that guy but ultimately this was their private business and since he didn't do anything like technically that horrible you know because all she has to do is break up with this guy you know instead of being like i used to date this guy here's the things he texted me like you're very clearly just trying to glow up because if your whole thing is, oh, uh, what if this happened to someone else? Yeah, it's not like you could contact someone else individually to try to give them a, you know, even if in your mind you're giving them a heads up, it's still fucked up. You know what I mean? Like if your ex-girlfriend was messaging someone, hey, watch out for this guy. Here's the things that happened. Odds are your current girlfriend isn't going to be like, oh, thanks, random ex who clearly has an agenda. It's almost like posting it publicly makes it seem like you don't have an agenda. And you're, you know what I mean? It's clearly just clout chasing bullshit. The point is really just they both fucking suck. (laughs) He at least sucks privately and isn't trying to put someone on blast, you know? It is very manipulative to be like, here's my Zen take, and I'm just trying to tell you what's cool, like my boundaries, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's manipulative as fuck, for sure. But she fucking sucks, too. But he also just, like, fucking sucks in general, is my point, I think. Because it just rubbed me so wrong that pretend pretentious ass artist bullshit where he pretended super hard that he loved skateboarding and 90s hip hop which you know he probably does never come up again or since and that movie was ass and did not seem like it had anything to do with the mind of someone who knew what it was like to grow up with a group of friends skating every day and look again I'm a fat, lumpy boy. I was riding up and down ramps. I wasn't out there trying stairs and shit. I knew my limits. But I was with the boys having fun. If you were with the boys having fun, I just don't think that's the movie you would make. And I think if... And I know, better yet, I literally know that the people making North Hollywood know exactly what's going on. And that's the difference. That movie feels like skateboarders made it. And I know that they literally did. And look, maybe maybe I rewatch mid-90s and I fucking love it. But at this point, I think it's just my thing that I'm going to hate on it forever. Because also, as I mentioned, it's completely fucking insignificant. And nobody gives a fuck about that movie. And I'm kind of glad. I'm kind of glad. Anyway, can't believe it came up on on my weekday performance. You know what I mean? If I was full energy right now, I would have really let that little bastard have it. 
<sighs> I mean, it's like, look, it's also like it went away already. You know what I mean? Nobody's talking about any of that shit anymore, which is how you know it just really doesn't matter. It's just such an invasion. I don't know. Like, if I went viral tomorrow and then somebody showed some text of me saying some wild shit, it's like, well, that's just not fair. You know, you can't be sharing texts. I don't know. I I honestly, I can't keep a train of thought together enough to really say anything coherent or make any great points at this point in the episode. I'm sorry. Look, How To With John Wilson is back on HBO. Final season, first episode was excellent. Go watch that. Um, Rented the Blackberry movie. Story about the origin of Blackberry starring Glenn Howerton and Jay Baruchel. It is a Canadian film because they are a Canadian company. Uh, It's great. It's an excellent movie. The thing, I will spoil the ending because it ends exactly how you think it would end. The iPhone comes out, and they basically just go, oh, fuck, that's not going to work. And then the other guy just goes, oh, fuck, that's definitely going to work. And then uh, that's it. So it's a little anticlimactic of an ending because you really, really know how it's going to end. But the rest of the movie, very, very solid. I believe that was a $7 rent on YouTube. Um. Glenn Howerton bald didn't really work. But, like, it was very obvious that that was not a thing to me. It's hard to remove him from Sonny. Or, I don't know, maybe it was just the role. He did play, like, a domineering type of guy. Uh, I don't know. Also, speaking of Always Sunny, that new season has been kind of phoned in. I feel like I've only watched two or three episodes and it's like, yeah, they kind of, they're kind of just like spreadsheeting these almost at this point. And it's all fine. It's all fine and entertaining. I just don't know if it's ever gonna, I don't know about ever. Like even the last couple seasons have been awesome. Uh, just kind of feels like maybe we're finally at the decline point after a long, long run of it still just staying plateaued at great. But I don't know. At least the first three, I'm just kind of like, man, just cruise control running through these. Like, I, I honestly don't even really remember what they've been so far. Which, whatever. Maybe that's on me. Ugh. Literally just laying down recording right now. Got my mic on my chest. Ugh. What if this was how I went out, guys? Everybody's like, this was his final message to the world. My body really doesn't handle colds well, or anything for that matter. I'm not built. Not built for illness. I'm only built for thriving and cheese. I can eat anything that anyone says gives them a stomach ache, and I can eat twice as much as them, and I won't even notice. Is that a gift or a curse? Probably a curse. Everybody's like, oh, White Castle, I have four of those. And I'm shitting my brains out. 
To which I'll reply, I usually get a dozen and a sack of fries, and I feel great. Great is a stretch, certainly, but you better believe that's the order, baby. I'll fuck some shit up right now. I'm fucking hungry. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed all my snotty renderings of nothing in this episode. Look, I'm going to do everything I can other than exercise to get myself back into top physical shape for next Tuesday's episode. I don't know what I'll be discussing, but I'm sure you'll love it because I'm the fucking best. <laughs> My name is Adam Pecora, and this is Requiem for a Tuesday. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you can, wherever you want. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll talk to you next week. Uh, check out the merch, rfat.bigcartel.com. Instagram, adam.rfat. Look. Every now and then, an episode comes along, and you go, that was fine. <laughs> this is that episode. I feel like my body is going to collapse into itself the second I stop recording. So, if one doesn't come out next week, I might be dead. Until then... Please remember, I are fat, you are fat. Oh, I shouldn't have emphasized it like that. Let's do that again. I are fat, you are fat, we are fat. Calculator. Calculator. <laughs>